everybody and welcome to the bonus podcast for episode 456 of Conversation Street. I am Michael and this is Gemma. I am Gemma. She, she definitely is everybody. I've seen her passport today, it's true. And we have got, well she, she's not going to be here for very long because um, we, we're soon going to be cutting to me and a special guest that I've got for this week's podcast. I'm going to be shooed out of she the She going to be completely, she, she'll be back at the end to see what she thinks. But um, to, uh, just last <laughs> night I talked to Andy Steele um, who used to work on Coronation Street, the tour, back when it was in Key Street. He did the whole shebang for a couple of years there. He earned the nickname The Coracle because of his Corrie superfan-esque knowledge. So uh, we, we got our heads together. I think it was a couple of months ago that we agreed for him to come on the podcast. And finally, um, at last, he is here to talk about his love of all things Corrie, what it was like to work on the tour guide, and he shares his um, love of... Um, a particular actress from the past and tells us all about his very, very, very extensive Coronation Street merchandise collection as well. He's got some pretty cool stuff in there. So um, I'm going to stop blathering. Gemma's already switched off and is looking at her iPad because her her job here is done, everybody. So um, here's the interview. Enjoy. There are a lot of Corrie fans out there, but few are as dedicated to the street as my guest today, Andy Steele, who not only boasts an extensive collection of Corrie memorabilia, but also runs a Facebook group with over 40,000 followers and was a guide at the Coronation Street Tour, where he earned himself the nickname The Coracle. Andy, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Hiya. How you doing? I'm not bad. Good, good, good. So, how, t- tell me a bit about yourself and your, your Corrie obsession. How long have you been a Corrie fan? remember watching is April 1997 when um, Don Brennan drove Alma into the canal. That's the first major episode that I actually yeah. remember watching. Mm. And then when the Richard Herman storyline kicked off, that's when I became properly hooked. Oh, right. That's interesting you say that about Alma in the canal because, I mean, are you watching it on ITV3 at the moment as well, the repeats? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, because that, that's been on recently and... And I, I know that I started watching mid nineties myself, and um, and and, and I, could, I don't know exactly when I started watching it, but that, that particular episode was one that really stood out to me. And when I was watching it on the repeats recently, I was like, I, I definitely remember watching that at the time. It was a good one, wasn't it? Oh yeah, you all like going like an <laughs> So, so how? I mean, how did you get into it? Did your family watch Curry, or did you just, you know, was it a flicking over to it one thing, or or or, or what? Um, watched it um so she watched it then and then i was must have just sat down watched it and then from then on that was it <laughs> yeah what what sort of thing was it about the show that hooked you into it i don't know like i say it was mainly the richard hillman storyline that got me down the obsession with it mm. um but i think uh I, I know a lot of people say that the richard hillman storyline was the one that got them properly into it because it was so big yeah um and uh after that, yeah, I started looking at the history of it, watching old clips on YouTube, anything that I could find, mm-hmm. uh, reading up, uh, collecting stuff, and it's just grown and grown and grown. 
Yeah. I mean, that Richard Hillman storyline was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, um, that was um, that was Gemma, the co-host on the podcast. When I first was getting her into uh, Coronation Street, that was when we were at university together. So the early 2000s. And that was the storyline that was running as well. And, and when she looks back, she says that's one of the first things that she remembers about the show. Yeah, it was brilliant. And I've met um, Brian Capron. He's just such a nice guy as well. Totally different. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, so who, who who are some of your favourite Corrie characters of all time then? Elsie Tanner is my favourite of all time. Go on, uh, why? What, what, what's so great about Elsie? It's the acting as well, more than else, because Pat Phoenix to me is just... Uh, I can't, I can't not turn my eyes off her when I'm watching her. Because mm. um, I'm a big fan of old Hollywood, and to me, she's like old Hollywood when you watch her. I, I totally and, agree. Um, in today's Corrie, um, it's Carla, and there was an interview done uh, for six years, one of those TV specials, and she said uh, that she was told by Tony Warren that mm. she's today's at Phoenix, and went, you know what, you're that spot on. Cause to me, she's the best actress. What a compliment. She really is. Oh, I think, yeah, she got put wrong in my eyes. <laughs> there was also um, uh, Denise was was also a bit of a, a, a kind of an Elsie figure, wasn't she in the in the mid nineties? Denise Osborne. Yeah, there's always as you know the suffering woman, you know the bad blokes. Mm. I mean, you can't get more you can't get more bad relationships than Gail, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I th- yeah, I, th- I think that Carla is more the the siren sort of character, like Elsie was than than Gail, yeah, maybe. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And you say Car- so Carla's your favourite character at the moment, is she? Oh yeah. What, what, King's just incredible. What, what do you think about what's going on with her and Peter at the moment? Oh, Chris Gascoigne. Oh my God, wow. Um, I mean, other night when we were having the feature and just trying to get it together. Mm. Oh yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Do you do um, you think that Carla and Peter should stay together, or does she need to give them the heave ho? I think it's one of those where they need each other, but they're not. Uh, something could come along, either Peter will stray again, or yeah. Carlo do something stupid. I mean, obviously, um, other night she had that say in Anthony Commerce business meeting uh, <laughs> with that bloke. So who knows what's going to happen there? Yeah, yeah. Um, what what about what about stories? Then we've talked about your favourite characters. I mean, you, you say the Richard Hillman story was the one that yeah. got you into it. Is that? Does that your, your remain your favourite story, or have there been other ones that you've you know, got into even more since then? Oh, um, so definitely uh, storylines. Again, I'm just I love the old episodes. I love mm. them. Um, and there was one again getting back to Pat Phoenix. It wasn't a storyline as such, uh, like a fifteen minute scene, but it was just her pouring her right out, uh, her heart out um, in front of Mike. She went mm. a night out the night before, and a fella picked her up and asked her to go to his room because she thought, you know, she was on the streets basically. Yeah. Uh, working on the streets, and the next episode, uh, uh, I think it's on YouTube somewhere from 1978. Mm. She just pours it out, and oh my god! If you want to know about acting, just watch her. It's unbelievable. Oh, she was and incredible. I like, when, I like when they kind of come to the front again. I know with everything going on, they can't have many at the minute. Mm. But I like it when, you know, Rita, Ken, um, you know, Gail, Audrey, you know, the legends do have a big storyline. I like that because it kind of takes us back to 
glory days. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Ken's been brilliant recently, I think, in, in the Peter storyline. Yeah. He just consistently, yeah. you know, knocks it out of the park. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I, I'm really glad you said that about um, about Elsie as well because we um, we started watching some of the older episodes. We got the the DVD box sets last year, and she was definitely yeah. one of the characters that stood out to us as being wow. And and we'd we'd read so much about her before, but never really seen very much of her on screen. But it, like you said, we we couldn't take our eyes off her. She had some amazing scenes, and we loved Dennis Tanner as well. There was a lovely little family unit that they had at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. And I've got. Um... Pat Phoenix's autobiographies and Pat herself went through the mill as much as Elsie. So I think much of Pat was in Elsie itself and much of, you know, the drama... you know, the drama, the upset, because she's through it herself. Yeah, yeah, I know, because um, yeah, Gemma was reading some of that last year, actually. It was it, what's it called? All My Burning Bridges was one of them, I think. You've got um, All My Burning Bridges and... And love, curiosity, freckles, and doubt. <laughs> yeah, so so Gemma was reading me extracts out of that, of sort of at various points throughout last summer, and it was yeah, you're right. She certainly had um, her own dramas, didn't she, throughout uh, throughout that life. And on Brickbox at the minute, there's uh, it's actually um, Denise Black playing her, mm. and Sue Johnson, uh, the Pat Phoenix, kind of, and Tony Booth love story. That's on Brickbox. Yeah, I know, and we need to get Brickbox. We haven't got a subscription at the moment, we, but I think when we get to the end of our little DVD journey that we're going through at the moment, we might subscribe to Brickbox, and I, and I saw that that was on there. Uh, it's worth oh, it's watching, worth is it? Watch. Cool. Yeah. I, think I will. I will have a look at that when we when we eventually get it. So. Um, you say you've watched quite a lot of the old Corries now. Did is is it? I mean, when did you start that? Was it fairly early on into your Corrie watching that you thought, oh, there's you know forty years of this, let's go back, or has it just been more recent that you've delved into the archives? Uh, I think when um, I got the job as a tour guide at Corrie, that's when I started watching the old ones again, and then uh, a friend of mine, um, Jeffers. Because um, this repeat the old episodes on Granada Plus. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got them transferred. So I think from 76 until like mid 90s, I've got every single one. Really? So it's like, whoa, okay, I'm happy, I'm happy. So, I'm, so what, you just got, have you just got them on a hard drive or something? Or, or, or discs? Yeah. That's, uh, that is pretty, and, and have you watched them all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so, so, I mean, at what point then did you realise that this love of Corey had become an obsession? Because it certainly seems to me that that's what it is now. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, especially with the sixties building up, I just kept uh, getting more things that I haven't got if I could, um, reading more and uh, writing about it a little bit. And I don't know, just somewhere about it. I want to say to someone that. Uh, no matter who you are, if you put a big group of people in the same room, uh, like from what say I was seven when I started watching it, so from seven to seventy, mm. um, at some point, even if you've only watched ten minutes, you've watched, you have watched Corrie. And the only other thing I can think of, kind of similar, is every single person has their own set of repeater presenters. Yeah, every single yeah. person at some point has watched Corrie. Yeah. So you know. Everyone has a time when they remember watching it. They may not uh, say, oh, I don't know, don't know. But you say, oh, do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I don't want to admit it. And they mm. go, oh, yeah, I remember that. Don't tell me. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean. So, I mean, I, I've seen some pictures of um, of your room in your house recently because of this you know, not unsubstantial Corrie Merchkin collection that you've got. You were even in the papers around the 60th because of that. So tell, tell me a bit about your collection. I, I really want to know about like, where you got it from, what you got in there. <laughs> amazing I and mean, that, that's that's really, that's the ultimate cory you know bit of merch well, it's not merch it's a bit of memorabilia <laughs> wow and i've got a sign on my wall i've got the flying ducks um yeah so i've got quite a obviously about phoenix's buzz books um i've actually got tony warren's uh first book as well which is very rare oh really um, so i was in a sharpless father yeah i've got that so where, where do you get all this stuff from? Obviously, your your door came from your job as the tour guide. Have you have you had to like have you has there been off of, of, of like eBay or from contacts or what? eBay, different sites. Um, like if something pops up, um, say a charity shop or anything like that, I say, like, oh, I haven't got that, so I'll get hmm. it. Um, I've had. <laughs> I'll, one point I had to do a list because I didn't want to get by and do it. I thought, oh, okay, I got through the same book. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I get what I had, I've got like, three of the same books somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I've got to be careful not to get rid of the ones that I signed because I've got a couple that I signed as well. Yes, yeah, you don't want to get rid of the wrong one there, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what would you say was the most precious item in your collection? Is it that door? That or um, Pat Phoenix's um, autograph, which I've got in the frame. Mm, yeah, I can see why that would be and special. I've got a uh, jigsaw from nineteen sixty-three as well. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's it. Is it is it um is it a completed jigsaw? Have you have you put it together and kept it like that, or is it all jumbled in its box? No, there was still in the packets. I haven't took it out. Oh, I see. Okay, mint in box. Yeah. <laughs> you must you must have spent quite a lot of money on all this over the years. Do you do you ever like set yourself limits? Is there, or has there ever been anything where you've been like, no, I can't afford that? Yeah. Or the annoying thing which was um, with eBay, obviously, you put a bid in. Oh, you've been out bid at the last minute and you've got like 30 mm. seconds to put it like, no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know what that's like. I mean, we, we were having a look at the. Um, the 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 Beck Gilroy collection when that was up on eBay a couple of months ago and and um, yeah we we we, that was a bit too uh, bit too much for us but even then we we were just we we put in a few bids and then getting out bid and like oh give up on that then I've got um, a bracelet one by Bellage anyway so. Uh, I had a lot, but I was saying as you, I was like, nah, can't do that. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what do your family think about all this that you've got? Yeah. So yeah. Same with Corey. Yeah. Um, 
like people might be obsessed with a certain artist or book or whatever like that. Yeah, mm. so you just, you just, well, that thing you can't explain. Yeah, so are you, are you, are you just planning to keep on building this collection until you run out of space for it? <laughs> Do you um, think, could you be get, coming up close? Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with I that. I've got some stuff in the um, storage boxes just to keep them you yeah. know, intact or just protected. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've just got to make sure I haven't got that so I can get it, mm. you know. Mm. Well, if you've got your lists of what you've got, you'll, uh, I'm sure it's a very well categorised, uh, yeah. yeah. So t- tell me about this tour guide job then, because you mentioned it a little bit already. Um, h- how did that all come about? And, w- and when were you, you know, when when was it your job? Uh, started in 2014. And what it was, I used to do a volunteer uh, radio show. Mm. Um, I used to do... Uh, like a soapbox in between the corner soap news and things like that. Yeah. And then uh, looking on digital spy for entertainment news and then it popped up uh, Corey to start doing tours. I was like, whoa, what's that? So I emailed at ITV. I emailed every single person I could possibly think of <laughs> to try and find out what was going on. Um, and then uh, the process was I had to have a uh, interview uh, with a few of the uh, now ex-colleagues um, uh, and then it was an audition an interview first mm. and the first day as well we got took onto the street I was like we're going on the street what 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 <laughs> that was crazy and then once they got the job and I was there from start back to finish until New Year's Eve 2015 when it shut wow it was and- crazy it was yeah best I've ever had so, just, so remind me was that was that the Key Street set the, the old one yeah yeah Yes. Yeah. So do, do you yeah. think, did your, um, would you say it was your, your knowledge and Corey obsession that got you the job more or, or your presenting skills or a bit of both? Probably knowledge because every <laughs> like, difficult question or anything like that, I would get, Andy, who was so and so? Who was so and so married to? Da, da, da. Yeah. I remember one occasion where um, one of my colleagues was stuck on the street uh, and uh, I was walking up and someone said, Oh, where did Dina Sharples leave? And, oh, Andy, right, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I just started spewing the history of Dina Sharples, and uh, I thought her eyes were going to fall out of the sockets. Like, how do you know this stuff? Like, yeah. What is going on? And, and this is where your nickname history, came you know. from, is it? Yeah, yeah, because I kept going about, in, you know, Ina's husband, a daughter. So they called you the Coracle. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> so, what what did you enjoy most about being a tour guide then? Obviously, meeting some of the stars that came, which was ace. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting people from all over the world, and it literally was all over the world. Was it? Um, Canada, Australia. Um, a guy from Australia came became one of my colleagues as well. Um, mm. New Zealand, uh, which we had to be careful because I don't know where they are now, about the time about 18 months, two years behind. Oh, okay. Haley's coughing on display and we had no idea that Haley had died. Oh, so you had to be careful with that one. So at the beginning of the tour, at the beginning of each tour, did you have to kind of check out where everyone was from and and what they knew to avoid these spoilers then? Yeah, we did ask where people were from. Yeah. Um, there might be some moments on there that you might not have seen yet, so just pre-war, pre-war. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm, I'm so sure they were expecting it. Yeah, yeah. But did, yeah, did you like? Mainly though, meeting people. Yeah, know? yeah, of course. Did you like have a script that you had to stick to? Yeah, but then we could. I wouldn't say go off it, but interpret it in our own way. Mm. Uh, um, if there was time, you know, I'd throw in another fact or, you know, a different thing. Yeah. Because um, we had to stick to a, shed, uh, a schedule to make sure all tours went on time and things like that. Yeah, so we had a script, but then if we were... Some days it was quiet, like we called weather or anything like that. Mm. So if there wasn't a tour afterwards, then we could take longer and give them more, you know, more of this, more of that, and so on. Yeah. Because um, he started off in the green room where, obviously, they all sat. Mm-hmm. Uh, something called the black box which we called it uh, but that was where the montage was Carla's, Gale's, Rover's, Underworld uh, Martha's Barge uh, where kind of the affair yes. um, Duckworth's and then later the uh, cabin mm-hmm. and some props and awards uh, production gallery and then through to the entrance of the bistro out onto the street to the theme music mm-hmm yeah, when you because you, you the the doors open at the bistro, don't you? It must have been great to yeah. see the reactions of all your all the all the guests every time to seeing the street. Yeah, and then we had some people. Oh my god! Uh, I thought it was on my tour, but I don't, this is one story I'll never forget. There was a lady who came who had like the biggest cat slater type heels on. Yeah. Um, the doors opened. There's Corey, and oh, why do there have to be cobbles? I've got these heels on. I thought, do you know where you are? That's what? so funny. That's so funny. You know, um, yeah. like those pull carts. See, have you seen Matilda? Yeah. That uh, uh, car she's pulling with all the books in. Mm-hmm. A cart like that, but bigger, and a woman had her kids in that. Not a pram, in that. Really? <laughs> so they were set up like two cats, like looking up where. Honestly, I will never forget that. That's hilarious. Did Did you ever? Was there anyone ever that came on the tour who knew more about Corey than you, or or at least thought they did, perhaps? Uh, uh, we had some massive, massive fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I never came across like, oh, that's wrong or anything like that. That's good. Um, but we had some huge uh, fans that came. Yeah. Some mm. people came. There was a couple, um, a couple or a mother and son. I can't remember who mm. came. A lot of times, like over twenty times, maybe. Really? Yeah. Wow. To be fair, that would have been me if I were How many? How many tours do you think you actually did in total over the over the time it was on? Oh my god! Um, how how many a day was it? It depends what shift you're on. So if you're on a full yeah. shift, you did about maybe four or five tours, something like that. Yeah. So I could definitely into the thousands, I think. Wow. Because, yeah, we did a lot. Mm. Um, it was just, yeah, honestly, I can't think of a job that I'll, I'll have again that's going to be as good, if not, you know. It was, yeah, amazing. It really Is it was. still able to keep your enthusiasm for it up after all those tours? That's uh, just goes to show how good it was. Oh, yeah, it really was. Um, you know, some days, especially with the weather, was like, oh, I couldn't yeah, yeah. obviously, for the rain. <laughs> but, um, in a way, in a uh, so a few of us said this that the rain kind of made it more authentic in a way because it's mm. still cobbles back streets so it kind of made it more give you more of that feel if that makes sense yeah of course yeah that's nice nice way of looking at it <laughs> um, mm, I mean, one day it was pouring down and I mean pouring like, like Jumanji it was uh, pouring 
<laughs> Grin and bear it. I mean, you also had a bit of snow as well, didn't you, at some point? Cause you did like a Christmas themed tour. Oh, fake snow. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> before we took them out onto the cobbles, um, we had a button for the tincture and a button for the snow. Mm. So a button pressed the fake snow. But if it was raining at the same time, it like someone just had a bath on the cobbles. <laughs> it was, oh, God. Yeah, and... Um, that was a nightmare walking through as people do. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet. <laughs> did, did it make a nice change to have a, a Christmas-themed uh, set, at least? Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of the um, decorations were from the set. The proper um, set designers came in and dressed it, and, mm. yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. And also the script change for that, the feature Christmas storylines yeah. um, in the car. Uh, so we talk about Christmas moments. The... A little montage change for Christmas. Um, and then we did street cars like, oh, in this house, such and such, that house, such and such. And then changed it up for the Halloween or something like that. Mm-hmm. And what, how, did the, uh, how did the Halloween one work? Because I went to the Christmas one and the normal one, but I didn't ever go to the Halloween tour. Was that, was that pretty fun? Well, the first Halloween, um, I actually uh, ended up being off because I, I had an injury. So I oh, no. It, but... How it worked was um, uh, we had a Richard Hillman in night time. Yeah. Um, and then the street tiles that we started doing, we just mentioned about all the villains. Mm. Um, so Richard Hillman, Alan Bradley, um, Evil Maya, who burned the corner shop down. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we just changed it up uh, just for Halloween. Mm. And obviously Richard Hillman came. Yeah, yeah, Brian Capron was there, wasn't he? Yeah, that that, that all sounds cool. Uh, to, I mean, talking of Brian Capron and everyone coming along, how, how did you meet quite a lot of the cast as part of your job as the tour guide then? Uh, it's a game for guest appearances, yeah, and then walking around Manchester, I booked into a few as well, because some, some of them would have been still in Corrie, and they're just in town, and like, oh, can I have a bit of a autograph? And I did. Um, yeah. On the but, tour, it was uh, Ken Marley, Reg, mm-hmm. absolutely nuts. Uh, absolutely I bet. Nuts. <laughs> uh, Sherry Houston, uh, Marley, mm-hmm. she came. Uh, I didn't meet him, but Jim McDonald came. Yeah. Charlie Larson. Uh, I had Hot Pot in the Rovers with Kevin Kennedy, Kelly Watts. Wow. Uh, which was actually made by the, the husband of Fizz, because she had a restaurant. Oh, yeah, 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 Chris Parr, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've got the Annie's um, restaurant. And he made the hot pot and it was very, very nice. <laughs> yes, yes. I, well, I, I've had his hot pot as well. I'm trying to think of what else came now. Um, they didn't come for an official visit, but one day, we're all, all of a sudden, we hear this commotion, what's going on? Yeah. And Dave just waltzed in. <laughs> uh, and there he is, like six foot odd, he's really tall. Yeah. And he just was like, oh, hey, well, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, so funny. Do you remember who like? Do you remember who the first person was that you met? You know, the the first encounter with a with a Cory star. Yeah, for me it was uh, when I was about how old was I? About ten or eleven when I met um, Liz Don. Oh, nice. Uh, Vera. Yeah. How did that? How did that happen? Um, she was just opening something where I live, uh, so obviously we all went. Yeah, cool. Um, but lovely lady, and then I met Bruce Jones, Liz Battersby. Mm-hmm. I've met Vicky Enwistle, Janice on a train. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, who else was? Annie Cotton. 
Brooke Vinson. Yeah. Uh, Really? Wow. How, you met, yeah. how did, where did you meet him? There was an event for Pride um, one year, and it was Anthony Cotton, um, Tony Warren, Brooke Vincent, Jonathan Harvey, yeah. um, and a producer who I forget. But uh, they're doing like a question and answer mm-hmm. um, thing, and then it was a break. Tony Warren got up, I thought, I'm not going to get another chance. So I just went up, asked him, yeah, I've got a photo with him, and yeah. Did you, yeah, a little bit of. Did, did did you uh, did you have a chat with him or was it just a photo and and that was it? A little chat and then photo. It was just oh yeah, lovely, absolutely lovely. Oh, that that sounds amazing. Um, so let let's just before we finish talk about your your Corrie Facebook group then. So you you've got this Facebook page called Classic Coronation Street, which is dedicated. It seems like mostly to the first fifty years of the show. So t- tell me about how that got started. That's a lot of typing. <laughs> Example, uh, Ken, uh, when he was born, who was married and so on. Yeah. And I, I like doing those a lot because, uh, especially Ken and Elsie and Ina, uh, there's a lot of history pre-1960 that, uh, unless you get certain books that have it, mm. um, you don't know about. Mm. So, like, m- many people won't know that, actually, the very first face that Ken ever saw was Ina Sharples because she delivered him. <laughs> he was he was born at the uh, beginning of World War Two, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the that delivered him. So yeah. So when you did these bios, did it did a lot of it just you know? Do you remember a lot of it, or are you looking in the books and and and, and the internet and everything to to get it? to share any? Cakes were. So all these cakes just crumbling <laughs> in his pocket. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, it's been I've heard it's true. I thought, is it true? And she said, yeah. And Margot Brian, Minnie Caldwell had a mouth like a sailor. Is it true? Is it? Because I've heard this as well. Yeah, she said it is true. Off screen, she had a mouth like a sailor. <laughs> and she seems all sweetness and light on Corey as well, doesn't she? Yeah, but then off screen, apparently, she, she did like to let rip and tell some um, certain things which I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So with the with this group, have you found that um, the the ITV three repeats that have been happening, you know, in recent years, have helped give it a boost? Is there, is there a lot of chat about? What's going on in you know ninety seven? I guess at the moment. Uh, yes and no. Because I put uh, mainly old pictures up because I've got a vast collection of pictures on on my computer. Yeah. Um, and because uh, I put a disclaimer on saying we're nothing to do with the you know it's just a fan page you sure, know, things yeah. like that. Um, but if you want to chat about what's going on uh, at the moment, fair enough. I can tell you. Da, da, da. Yeah. Um, but just nothing to do with it. Just a fan page. Um. Like in recent times, I've just been doing more 60s, 70s, because um, I know a lot of people like them, mm. uh, like that era a lot, because it brings back more memories for them, because it's actually growing up. Yeah, sure. So it's still a learning experience for you as well, I guess. Are you, you going to not stop until you've seen every single episode? Is that, your, is that an aim? If only I could. I, I just wish there was like a subscription like Brickbox where they put yeah. every episode on. I really wish there would. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be icing the cake if I could watch every single one. I've mm. seen a lot, but I wish I could watch every single one, especially the sixties. Especially yeah. the sixties, because we've been watching through the DVD box sets recently, and and we do have a hankering to get back and and see more of the sixties. It it felt like a really special era. Well, I found with certain sixties episodes as well. Dare I mention the <laughs> the opposition EastEnders? Mm-hmm. But, and I've noticed with certain 60s ones, there's more of a, uh, dare I say, duff duff moments on the 60s episodes. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know, and, and you can't, because it isn't there. I found there's more of a cliffhanger mm. ones in the 60s. Oh, interesting. I found. And there's one episode where, I don't know if it's on the box set, um, uh, Ina, uh, everyone wondering where Ina is, and she's collapsed in the mission. Yeah, yeah, I know what uh, you mean. Yeah, um, and obviously the end of the camera zooming down on Ina collapsed. Mm. And then, oh my God, what's it? You know, I can't see the next one. You know what I mean? There's yeah. more, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, totally. God, I know the exact episode you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, good mm. times. Well, listen, it's been lovely speaking to you today, Andy. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It's, I, I've really enjoyed hearing about, you know, the behind the scenes stuff on on your tour. And um, I wish you the, the very best of luck with continuing your collection. And uh, yeah, maybe one day we'll be able to get all the episodes to uh, to watch as well. No worries. Uh, thank you again. Have a good evening. You too. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye bye. Hey, thank you, Andy. Thank you very much. That was great speaking to you. Lovely to have another Coronation Street fan on the podcast to to talk. We 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 ended up chatting for a while after the interview was over as well. I had a good old chin wag. Nice to talk with people who are just as much into Cory, or maybe even more. As we are. Yeah, but this proper professional fan, not like us. Yeah, and, and I think, you know what, Gemma, with his f- favourite character being um, Elsie Tanner, you yeah. could probably have a good old conversation oh, yeah. with him as well because ah. she certainly made her mark on you as well. Excellent. Great, what's the word? 
interview. <laughs> good taste. He's got good taste. He certainly, certainly in, does. In TV shows and in also vintage uh, Corey characters. Yeah. And also, another compliment, great name. Yeah, Andy Steele. That's great, Brilliant isn't it? Brilliant name. If, yeah, you're, yeah. if you could be, like, if you could be a MI5 agent with, with James Bond... Mm. That's a good name. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also that there was Eve Steele who played Anne Malone in Coronation Street as well. Any relation? I don't know. I should have asked this. Probably not. <laughs> Might have come up. <laughs> if, I was a, if I was a Corey Superfan, that probably would be one of my yes. opening gambits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how people take me seriously. Anyway, thank you very much, Andy. Lovely thank um, you very much. for you to come on the podcast. Yeah. Everybody do go and Great check interview. out his Facebook group. Michael. It's called, thank you, it's called Classic Coronation Street. Um, and it's pretty good place to go and talk about coronation street stuff. classic it's a classic place it is it's totally classic so off facebook. you go it's go a facebook it. group is it a facebook group or a page go, go also go and join it and tell everybody there to come and listen no, to the podcast don't tell anybody it'd be great this is a secret a bit of cross imagination <laughs> right we're blathering right. again you don't thank want to hear this thank you very much thank you very much everybody thank you for listening and have a lovely day oh yes do do please and the music for this episode is coming from podcastthemes.com. Oh, oh, oh.